So welcome back. We are going to continue with texts which from Saint Mark about the spiritual law. And uh, well, I had good feeling last last meeting, last class which we had because I was curious if this works or not because I hesitated if these short sentences will work for this our study, but it seems that it works. Actually, it works better than I thought when I was preparing that, <laughs> you know. But, um, so we are going to continue with text of our, our spiritual law number five. <clears throat> May he who inaugurates every good thing inaugurate all that you undertake, so that it may be done with his blessing. This is like some kind of wisdom which would never like... This, this is the problem with... Uh, this is the problem with uh, sometimes uh, in our spiritual life that we heard maybe all these nice and good advices. So when we hear something like that, we say, oh, we know that. And we, there is a tendency to not to continue in searching another wisdom because we have this impression inside of us that, oh, we know that stuff. It's natural for us that we always should somehow ask God for blessing and do, try to do things according to God's will. It's, it's natural and we would say, well, this is normal thing. But, and, and there is a mystery that is very clear, and because of that we don't spend much time thinking over this, uh, this kind of wisdom. But, um, as we learn during previous like, classes, it's worth it to ponder longer over seemingly very clear things, because it usually opens uh, our mind for receiving like deeper understanding. And uh, in this, what Mark says us, he gives us uh, actually two good advices that in this in this wisdom. What he says is that we should pray before each decision, each work we are about to do. So we have to ask like God's blessing for this work. This one step. The second step is to make discernment if it is really God's will. Because we have to declare some kind of what is opposite of trust? Untrust? Distrust. Distrust. <coughs> to our own will. <coughs> to our own mind. Because as we were reminded during previous like St. Theodoros and St. Brianceno they always remind us that, well, don't trust yourself. Remember that we are corrupted by sin, and our will and our mind and our heart is corrupted too. So thoughts which are coming from our own heart and mind, might, they, they might come from this corruption and can be poisoned by passions which are in our heart and naturally we would see that as a good because those thoughts are on are our own thoughts and uh, especially if they bring even some kind of pleasure we would not really consider that well that is something wrong and many times we are doing that Many times we are entering to life, uh, uh, activities of the life, with this some kind of discernment which comes 
from activity or a mind of our reason without trying to make discernment that is it God's will or not God's will. And uh, uh, in because of that, we can some kind we can destroy even good deeds which we would could we could make or do uh, if we just ask God for blessing and and dedicate like few seconds even trying to find out is it really God's will or it is mine will and uh, many times when we because because just this little like stop only if it takes like several seconds it doesn't take a lot of time many times it will be like a break which will stop us this um, asking for blessing and just short like thought well is it God's will or not can almost immediately uncover something that is not good in our decision. It can stop us immediately. Now, to have this habit, it's, it's not so easy. <coughs> we have to practice very often and very hard for a long time, I would say. Somebody who is more holy for short time because we have to fight against this our own will this our this our own will will push us and force us to go to activity skipping these two uh, things what we are supposed to do so we have to practice that and we will fail but we we should try again and again and it uh, we will see that even it is like a lot of work mental work and we will be tired but um, after it will not take a long time when we realize that these activities prevented us uh, well we said we didn't do a lot of bad things we very soon we will realize that we were protected by these two exercises. There's one thing. Another thing is that if we do, if we make this discernment, we suddenly can find that while something that was seemingly easy and clear become suddenly like a problem. We suddenly don't know if it is true or not, if it is correct or not, if it is God's will or not. And more we think about that, more it becomes like complicated. That and 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 then we don't know. And this like moment when we are supposed to um, just let it be, not to do, and maybe this is the question for your spiritual father to ask him about that. And well, sometimes comes this, uh, sometimes comes a situation that when we start to make discernment what is God's will, what is not, what we are supposed to do, and we don't know. And sometimes even spiritual father would not tell you that, okay, I don't know. And uh, there are things which are, when we are supposed to make decision between uh, two, almost the uh, two things which none of them is sinful, and each of them has some kind of value, it's like 50-50, and we don't know which way to choose. Um, and there is a very good advice, I think it was from Abba Isaiah, if I remember well. If I'm wrong, so well, I hope that that saint will forgive me. He was asked this question by his 
um, uh, disciple what I'm supposed to do if I don't know. And he told him, pray three times. He meant pray one day for clarity, pray second day for clarity, pray third day for clarity, and then follow inclination of your heart. When your heart is inclined, and uh, this is very good advice, and this advice comes uh, from uh, this example of our Lord, when before his suffering he was in, he was praying in garden three times. Three times he asked Father, if it is possible, remove this chalice from me. <coughs> and then, then, after the third time, he stood up, and he made firm decision. There was no like hesitation, I would say. No, he, he, it was it was it was, it was firmly. He was really firm in this decision to take this cross and um, and to fulfill God's will. So, this we are supposed to do, especially if there is something that. It's serious, and we don't know, and we cannot find anybody who would give us good advice. Uh, so, it's good to use this advice. Pray one day, if I say so, choose whatever prayer you choose. To pray to Christ to give you this light. If there is a specific way or specific things, it is His will. May it is clear for us. And sometimes this clarity comes. But if we are not sure, then we should follow that one, that decision to which our heart inclines. Okay. Questions about this? It's easy, spiritual law. All right, so let's continue. When reading the Holy Scripture, he who is humble and engaged in spiritual work will apply everything to himself and not to someone else. Okay. Good spiritual law. And uh, St. Mark teaches us how to approach Scripture. And uh, he touches several things. He says that we should be humble when we approach Scripture. And uh, we should read the Scripture always with this mindset that this is about me. Not about my neighbor, not about world, not about situation. Because sometimes... Uh, uh, Somebody posted on Facebook last week because they are reading from Romans. Uh, it starts after Pentecost. And this Roman Thursday is like, like this part when, which says that, well, those who are under passions, they are like, they lost mind, they are like blind to good things, and there is a God's punishment over them. So that person just someone makes screenshot, they put on Facebook, pointing that how perfect is this world for present time, present world. And when you read that, uh, when I read that, so I said, well, I agree, you know, that this is like good God's word for this present time. And uh, somehow I, I, it was disturbing for me, and I read several times during the day to this text, and then I realized that exactly what he is talking here, uh, that I was thinking about this text and applying it outside of me. Hmm. <coughs> you know, I, 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 what this text, like reminded me all this, some kind of news, 
and uh, which are our difficulties, you know, these kind of bad ways you can see in the world. And uh, you fall inside something like, okay, now, now God told them, you know, <laughs> this, this is not true. And actually, I felt this is wrong, I felt. And and then I read this, you know, it was making like mental preparation. I said, oh, oh God, you, you are reminding me of my faults immediately, you know. And and this is true. So how many times we we really we are fast, really fast to apply these words of scripture to the world outside of us and actually sometimes it brings us some kind of satisfaction that we are not that we are on good side but if we investigate our heart we can find there many passions which can uh, be that reason that these words were told to us and so this is very important how we how we read uh, scripture and this humility of heart is necessary reminds me of the public and the, or the uh, Pharisee and the public sure yeah I can either be the Pharisee sometimes I'm the Pharisee sometimes I'm the publican yeah but what is interesting is that that uh, this tempt Temptation comes like it's not big temptation at first. You don't feel this as a temptation. You feel that well, this natural a reaction your soul or your heart. And when you investigate a little bit, so you can find okay, this this my position was affected by some compassion. So so patience is important. Now. What he says, uh, how it is in, in this, and this is very interesting, we have to be engaged in spiritual work. Um, this was something that was bothering me, because what is spiritual work? And uh, uh, many times we... we uh, say okay. It's this when we pray, when we read, when we, when we some kind attend liturgy, and and similar things. But then then I found uh, I read I went to Biancia, you know, and I, I'm going to remind his words for us that uh, that, that he says about spiritual work this that it is when we live our sinful life when we leave our earthly passions and pleasures when we deny everything then gospel becomes for us clear and we understand the gospel and so it means that the spiritual work is not only activity from time to time it is like constant setting in our heart what I want in in life that I want to be that I want to be uh, like attuned to God it, it the spiritual work is state of soul uh, which is thirsty and hungry for God and and this removes everything what what uh, takes soul away from God and Marx says that well this is important position for us to uh, is, uh, position for us for reading of gospel and and for sure that if there is humility when there are these settings of mind and soul so it really opens these words of gospel for us <laughs>
deeper understanding is coming. Okay? Questions? Can we continue? Okay, seventh. Call upon God to open the eyes of your heart so that you may see the value of prayer and of spiritual reading when understood and applied. Yeah. Again, it's connected with this reading of Holy Scripture that uh, for sure, without prayer, we, sh we should not start to read. And there is a prayer which priest prays silently before reading gospel. And in this prayer, he asks Lord that give light to our hearts. May we are able to receive your divine knowledge. Open our spiritual eyes. May we come to understanding of your teaching. And, and a little bit further, that that church prays for everybody who is listening. He's going to listen gospel. May may hearts of those who are going to listen are enlightened by God's grace. May we can receive understanding. And I think what is happening in the liturgy is always something what we are supposed to somehow put to our life, practical life. And, uh, and again, uh, we should not be somehow too confident and to approach gospel, okay, I can read and I can gain some knowledge. This, this humble approach, this humility, and this asking God for light, for understanding, and, and then to read it with fear of God, this is very important. And, um, and it is not only about reading gospel. Uh, maybe this place to, to, um, to recall uh, two, condition, two very important parts of spiritual life. I remember when, when we were going through this instruction uh, to spiritual life from the Ancheno, so first thing was uh, following Christ, one chapter. We learn how to follow Christ. I think the second was reading scriptures. Third was reading fathers. Fourth was to avoid bad books. You know, so like readings of scripture and Holy Father, I mean, I mean this good patristic literature, was like something what was given as a fundament in this spiritual life. And when we read, other, and this is amazing because I, well, I always knew that while well, spiritual readings has benefit and we should do this. You know that, I, I knew that, but when I started to read these Holy Fathers, it was like, oh my, they, they are like they were stressing this spiritual reading like uh, almost on every other side uh, page, you know, <coughs> and uh, and w they were giving like especially Isaac Syrian. He he really stresses it so much. He he wrote, he wrote that from his experience because he was like spending every day many hours sort of reading scripture and patristic literature and uh, even when he in the end of life he became blind so his disciples were reading gospels for him every day so he was so he knew what kind of benefit it brings but and then he in his homilies he always reminds this importance of sp spiritual reading and um, lists a lot of benefits which comes from that. So this this should be something what as a reminder that well don't neglect spiritual reading even if it is like a few sentences you know per uh, per day. Remember last 
this fast before native nativity fast last year that somehow I challenge parish you know that let's choose a spiritual father and every day read a little bit and uh, we have these classes simple classes through zoom with this with people in Slovakia and I told them well this was my challenge for my parish so I give you the same challenge or suggestion for the fast read a little bit and it is amazing that through two or three weeks ago somebody mentioned that that they, he was doing that for native fast and he continued up to now every day a little bit and he says that well this little bit he says he learned and understood so much through these like bits every day that he would never he would never expect it that something so positive would come from this short um, and simple exercise he says this takes like two minutes after prayer to read a little bit and uh, he said, and, and it returns back during the day again and again and what he said was that many times happened that when he read something morning and there was some kind of like wisdom there uh, usually the day situation came and uh, which and he found that what he read morning it was like solution for the situation and this is what happening and I can confirm that that this is like amazing because um, usually when I study something during the day from this fellow I'm making some kind of preparation for next book studies and and uh, so I spend time over over some texts and then somebody comes that day or next day for confession with a problem exactly I saw I said well, thank God you know I don't need to like work hard I just need to use repeat words of the saint you know and actually it should be this way that uh, there was a video from this Romanian uh, elder Cleopa he was old already and uh, uh, and there was like translation um, of his teaching to people who came to him and it was amazing uh, everything what he said was like psalm says this saying this says this this he actually didn't say nothing from himself he just put all these things together in beautiful way that in the in the end it was beautiful teaching but actually nobody could say that okay elder Cleopa said something like that no because he he just used scripture and and holy fathers and this is some kind of tradition you know like in this you know, spiritual father or these elders the east that well they were not trying to to put on some teaching. they were just uh, they they felt that they are not worthy uh, they said what can I say as a sinner so they they were soaked with this they studied scripture they studied non-stop these holy fathers and uh, if they they were offering these advice from that and and I I think that his experience and a little bit my experience like says well it is not because they wanted this way. They just found out that uh, what they read, what they studied, brings perfect answer for those who ask. It's not from some kind of, okay, now I, I will show myself how, how much I know. It was not, it was, it is something what, okay, I studied that, I learned that, so I can offer the same advice I received to others without forcing my, myself to invent some kind of new structure of thinking or of like this advice, words. All right. You have to slow down because... <laughs>
I don't want to damage Patrick's math, you know that. <laughs> what? Fifty weeks. Yeah. Fifth, no, if we go faster than four per <coughs> meeting, we would not keep that, you know. Oh, it'll average out, believe me. <laughs> If a man has some <coughs> spiritual gift and feels compassion for those who do not have it, he preserves the gift because of his compassion. But a boastful man will lose it, though succumbing to the temptations of boastfulness. Very important law given to this. And, and very important because Again, each, the spiritual shows us that we are really victims of our passions. And even in the spiritual area, many times we grow uh, because of all our activities, because of we push ourselves through spiritual reading, prayer, attending liturgy, and thinking about God, trying to fulfill His will, this everything like raises our spiritual life and it doesn't take a long time when we start to see difference when we start to see that well friends we probably didn't meet for several weeks and we again uh, yeah. usually what we feel is that oh they became a little bit like raw a little bit like do you know what I mean? That not so. They changed, you know, and there are more wild, raw, not formed, and these strange ideas. Actually, we changed. And when we realize that, so then we start to look from them from the top. It, it's immediately pride comes and tries to take over our thinking, and we say, ah, oh, you know, if you would. It's his fault or her fault. If the person would try harder, the person had the same opportunity, but while well, they neglected, but I, thanks God, I, I made it, you know, I... So this, this is very often, even we don't say this, we don't formulate that, but it is in some kind of state of our heart. It's state of our heart that uh, from this some kind of attitude comes towards the others. Probably we never formulate these thoughts, but it is movement inside of us which, if we analyze, would tell us you are making yourself bigger than or, or holier than the other. And uh, so Mark says that if we do this, so we are going to lose progress we received. That we are going to lose that. Because, because that, that passion which penetrates our heart and our dis or creates this state of our soul causes that everything good would be received through our practice disappears. But he says that if you have solidarity with that one who is he do did make progress, you have solidarity with that person and uh, and you have mercy with that person, so then you protect your progress. Then you protect your progress. And this is very important to know because sometimes, um, how I, I was saying yesterday about this, uh, that, that we come to the stagnation in uh, in line spiritual life, and there are many reasons for that. I touched only one yesterday. This is another reason through which stagnation in our spiritual life comes. And then we search. We say, well, did I sin? Did I commit something that was horrible? Uh, did I become lazy, ignorant? You know, 
uh, what happened to me. And many times we are not able to find that. It's, it's like a very hidden thing. So it is very important to, to, to remember this spiritual law and to sometimes and remind ourselves, especially when in the moment when we are meeting somebody who is not on our level in spiritual life. And, uh, and uh, at the time we should, well, what helps is that if we are in this situation, we realize that. So at first we should give thanks to God because these are progress in spiritual life was caused by Him. You have to give immediately thanks to Him and the second things immediately should go from my heart is Lord have mercy, help this my brother, this my sister. It is some kind of solidarity with the person we should identify with this poverty of spirit uh, we can find in that soul and uh, to ask for mercy. And sometimes it is not diff easy because usually we can find this behavior of these people a little bit rude, uh, not pleasant towards us. So it, it, it pushes us more to some kind of sadness or anger or this kind of uh, states, but true is that we have to overcome that and to really ask for mercy for that person. And, and but especially, I would say, I would stress this: be thankful. Again, this reminder of this another spiritual law, which is said by Isaac Syrian that. Um, Gratitude of a person forces giver of gifts to give even bigger gifts than before. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That it means that <coughs> God gives us gift, and the spiritual says that spiritual says God is giving us gift if we are thankful. Immediately he answers to our gratitude with doubling of the previous gift. And and this is spiritual law which works. And we should abuse that spiritual law. It means that okay, if I know that, so I should be thankful, 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 giving more and more and more gifts from above. And this abusing of this law, it's something what is pleasant to God. You know, that, uh, that we, should, we should do this. Well, not with this attitude I describe in this, you know, but, <laughs> but you know what I mean. And this will lead us to some kind of uh, vigilance that if we, if we try to keep in mind and to put it to life, so we will be more vigilant in the situa situation when we meet these, pe these people, when we enter this situation. All right. Now let's go. Craig has a question. Craig? I wasn't going to say anything, but you touched on it like three times in the last ten minutes. I won't say their names, but I ran into a couple that was talking about exactly what you were talking about is focusing on a spiritual father and learning from them throughout the year and their approach that they gained from it was they didn't worry about doing a whole bunch of different things to try and grow spiritually. They focused on doing the simple things well. And the one goal that they made for the year, which was, and I thought this was pretty cool, they didn't go to liturgy and the services at the church and other churches when it was convenient. They tried to stick to the simple things, going to liturgy on Sunday instead of trying to squeeze it in on different times at other churches and they came on Sunday. And then they would always try and, 
instead of going out to dinner on a Saturday or you know a Friday night, they would spend half hour to an hour in giving thanks and then prayer, and then they went and did something. They stopped putting themselves first. Their things that they wanted to do right away, and it wasn't like they were, you know, rolling around in riches and you know getting promotions at jobs. They said they couldn't believe how simpler their life became. And while that simplicity in their life came, they said they were no longer arguing with each other or blaming someone else in the family. They were blaming themselves because they realized they skipped what they were planning on doing in the morning. You know, five minutes of prayer before they left out of the house. You know what I mean? And things like that. And they just said they couldn't get over how many blessings of learning about the faith and understanding their, more or less saying their ears were open and their eyes were open a little bit more. The things that they were skipping over for years now started to make sense. And they moved at a slower pace in the faith, which opened their eyes. And they were able to learn more from, you know, everything. But that was just a conversation we just had recently, but it touched on what you were yeah. just talking about. They didn't make up excuses and go, you know, I want to go to a ball game, so I'm going to skip this liturgy and go to this one. They actually, you know, stuck to their guns, and they yeah. said it really paid dividends for them and their family. It is true, you know, if you remember, we were talking about that at the very beginning of when we started these classes, there was like, and I probably reminded you many times more during years and there is the same monks they say that who starts to read Holy Father the person must must expect change of life <laughs> Peter <laughs> he is looking at this really trying to catch each word <laughs> you are so cute so, and this is what you said, it's just confirmation of these words and it's experience of many people. And, uh, and uh, I can see that how big changes are, I can see changes in people's lives. Mm -hmm. Here in Paris, who, uh, who's started to allow to study his holy father's teaching it's it's uh, I, I don't think that I think that those people don't realize that the change they are going through which happened in their lives and uh, well it is always amazing for me to see that because sometimes even like the reaction to something, on how to, uh, like in, in reaction to practical things which are in the parish, you know, you can see that, well, there, is a, there was a change there. And, and it is, it is um, this reaction, you, you can see that it came out from this uh, deeper spiritual understanding. But it's amazing. Did you want to be sure something? No, it's well. I'm sorry. I read it. You gestured if not correctly. But it was okay. So nine. The mouth of a humble man speaks the truth, but he who speaks against the truth is like the servant who struck the Lord on the face. Well. It's good advice. And even now, you know, when you uh, want to learn truths about some kind of situation in society, you, it's good if you remember this advice that don't be satisfied with one so, uh, source. Check at least several sources what they are talking about. Mm -hmm. And uh, 
and then create your own opinion based on this. And uh, how, we, how we know that uh, uh, we, we can meet people who somehow they are eager to argue with you and you know that they are listening just maybe one TV station and which form their view of the world and how to see and understand things. And uh, this sticking with some kind of like this one source, uh, not trying to make discernment and to learn about truth, this, this is pride. This pride, which, which, and, and many times is the source for our opinion, is our own mind. That we create truth based on our feelings, not what is real truth. And uh, because of that, we are blind to understanding of, uh, of the understanding of truth. And uh, and we can see that I, there was like uh, this uh, this news which were in the last several months they came about um, <coughs> this competition in sports when you have a man who. Uh, are losers among men, so they pretend there are women and they are winning the race. And and now it is it is like I I really felt so sorry for these ladies who were like fighting hard and they lost just because of one man is crazy, you know. And uh, and then you, you hear, you listen this uh, some people who try to defend that, and and you see that they they don't have real arguments or things that are using. It's like it goes against like <coughs> like every, all logic. You know, it's horrible. It's you have to you have this ten, uh, like temptation just to laugh. But you have to cry because it is like very hard reality of present time, which says about that world went crazy. And this is, you know, this is like when he says that those who don't serve this truth, they're like these servants who were beating Christ. And all these, all these people, they are like beating truth, that truth, I would say because they go against everything what is real truth, against God's creation even. Jump over to you. I just heard this inspiring story of a, uh, a motorcyclist who realized he was actually a cyclist, and uh, he's been winning races ever since. And it's, this, it's, a, it's a video about this, this motorcyclist, it's, and it's for comedy, who realizes that he's not a motorcyclist at all. And it's going back and forth between interviews of these guys, and they're like, yeah, John was never a really good motorcyclist at all. He just would not win. And then it cuts scene to the guy, and he's like, I just never felt comfortable as a motorcyclist. And that's when I realized I'm really a cyclist. And then it cuts scene to him <laughs> blowing past all these cyclists on his motorcycle. And he's like, and I just, the craziest thing happened, I started to win. It's, it's just a funny video. Yeah. It's, well, it it would be very funny if it is it not so, so if if it is not so spread and it has these effects, you know that I well I don't understand is those parents of these poor young ladies, you know that if I have a daughter and my daughter would lose this way, so I would make really big noise probably. But well, now people are afraid to speak. Because well, this lie makes more noise than truth. A little bit of what you just said, but I, I won't use any names. But there was a, uh, I guess you'd say, mixed martial artist, and there was a guy that decided to 
decide that he was a woman and, and fight the women. So they were having trouble dealing with this guy fighting women. So what they did is they posted all of the guy's record when he was actually performing as a guy. And he couldn't win a fight. He crossed over the other side and now he's you know a superstar because he's beating women. So that was the only way that they could expose the fact that he couldn't compete, so what it changed. Yeah. But this is, well, I, I can understand this. But well, good. I was just gonna say, it reminds me of the bully always beating up on the weak ones, you yes. know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But another thing with connected with this spiritual law is that uh, again, we should turn uh, like this mass media is good good example, and uh, but we should not stop there. This this example should tell us that how difficult sometimes is to find the truth, and that we have to make really effort for searching what is the truth. So, uh, because it would be easy to stop in criticizing some of this, but it should be this reminder for us. One thing, another thing is that um, there is a sign, you know, if there, if there is a spiritual growth, it's connected with sign. Some ladies and some men would not like that. Those who are growing spiritually starting to speak less and less. You know? And uh, uh, because, because when you start to uh, judge your words, what you are going to say, Based on it is true or not, if you are searching for truth, so then everything that is not truth, uh, you will avoid that. You will avoid to talk about it because because you are not sure if this is truth. And uh, and it is it is something what we experience like like. N- not that we are forcing ourselves to silence. It is some like natural process, natural effect of this, uh, this discerning what is true, what is not true. You know, that uh, suddenly you realize, oh, okay, probably I should be silent because I am not sure of this truth. And, and and this causes difficulties because um, like society is somehow built on communication and sometime <laughs> sometimes it is um, difficult to be with somebody and to be silent you know there was like this uh, ad before one video on YouTube it was like two cowboys sitting in the violin in the, like somewhere you know nothing around and they were silently sitting on this patio you know outside and one said something and after like long moment, and he said like word, some kind of that, the car or something. I, I don't remember that. And after like several minutes, another said answered him with one word. I said this is perfect. <laughs> it's some kind. Of, but well, but what what I mean is that yes, we are in society. We have to communicate. <coughs> We have to talk. It's it's impossible. We are not in a wilderness, in desert. But well, um, we should we should remember that 
maybe there is too much words, mm. even in this our communication. That it is not necessary to to be uh, like uh, silent sometimes. There was a seminarian, my friend, seminary, my friend, and he was introvert, one thing, and second thing, he really didn't speak a lot of him. One day, on Sunday, we were going from seminary to our liturgy, to our parish church, so we went through like downtown, across downtown, and to go like other side of downtown. We walked. And... Uh, uh, so one morning I went with him. We walked together silently. So I was praying. He was probably praying too. And uh, when he came to the church, he told me, "You know what? I like to go with you." <laughs> I said, "Why?" Well, you are so nicely silent. <laughs> so I was laughing like for a long time that. He liked to go with me to the church because I was not speaking to him. <laughs> he was n not forced to answer. Yeah. That, that reminds me of a story. Um, there's this, this book written by a monk about humility. It's pretty short, but one of the stories he has in it is about the value of, of silence. He said one day in the, um, in the uh, monastery, um, the elevator broke while a monk was inside. And, you know, they went through the day and they just couldn't find him. And they're calling out for him and they couldn't, couldn't find him. And eventually, one of them tried to use the elevator and it wouldn't work. And they're like, are you in there? Are you in there? And he's like, yeah, I'm in here. And they got him out and all that. And they're like, why didn't you say anything? And he's like, that is the only quiet place in this whole... He's like, I, I finally got my prayers done. <laughs> I, I remember another joke about Trappist, Man Trappist. They don't speak. But they are allowed to one per year to visit. You know that trade? I know that's right. So tell it because I would damage that. Once a year, the abbot would ring the bell and everyone was allowed to say one thing. And a new guy came in and it came his turn and he said, the beds are hard. And that was it. The next year, they're going around the table, it gets to his turn. He said, the food is terrible. And the next year, goes around and he gets up and he goes, I quit. And the abbot says, I'm not surprised. You've done nothing but gripe since you got here. <laughs> <laughs> Another, this little boy uh, was two years old and he wasn't talking. <coughs> Doctor said, well, some kids don't talk until they're older. When he turned three, he still wasn't talking. They did all sorts of tests and everything like that. And they kept testing him and testing him. And they just said, he just doesn't talk. So he's five years old and he's sitting, eating his soup. And all of a sudden he goes, this soup is cold. And they said, you can speak? Yeah. He said, well, how come you haven't said anything? He said, up until now, everything's been fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, those well, jokes, but well, it, uh, when, we, uh, when we read, uh, again, this, this teaching of these Holy Fathers, we, we can find that how they encourage us to really discern what we are saying and this discerning itself cuts off many words many useless communication and uh, one thing another thing is that then they go like even deeper say well even this what is good it's not necessarily like beneficial so it to be you have to be a lover of silence and they give us this fruit of silence. I think that that uh, Syrian he says that he compares person who loves to talk too much to adulterers. Yeah. Because he says that this is effect and the soul, like, with this sin. Oh. So, help us, Lord. May we are able to remember all these spiritual laws we learned today, or we were reminded, because I think
that we didn't hear s something extra new. But those reminders are important. Thank you for, for coming today.